Good evening, Sheridan Hills. Welcome. Welcome to Wednesday Recharge. We are so excited that you have clicked on this link, and uh, we're excited to share with you God's Word tonight and a little bit of perspective on kind of what we're going through from the perspective of our church family and uh, one another. Uh, in fact, speaking of our church family, since last Sunday when we recorded uh, for the live stream that, that was from the Oak Grove, we mentioned that Alex Hoppert was waiting on Jessica's precious new baby to be born Monday. We saw Brooklyn Renee, check this out, that is Brooklyn Renee, born Monday, perfectly all 10 fingers, all 10 toes, everything's good, she's uh, super healthy, already at home, check this out, you're going to love this, Alex and Jess said, well, let the grandparents be seen, showing off, um, Bill and Kim Loudon, uh, we know that you're so excited, your first grandbaby, and uh, second grandbaby for... Um, uh, the Halperts, uh, Jeffrey and Candy. Uh, here's two grandpas right here in the life of our church. One of the great things about growing up at Sheridan Hills is perhaps your kids marry each other, and uh, you're really uh, both grandparents, uh, sets of grandparents get to be together. But there's so many good things that God is doing, even in the midst of these difficult days. I just want to encourage you tonight to let God speak to your heart. Let Him encourage your heart as we look at His Word, as we enjoy what He has said to us about the difficult times of life. Um, so we're going to look at uh, what is our church doing to meet together? What are we doing to care for one another? How is God's Word directing us to spend this time? I hope and pray that as we look at these things that God just speaks to you tonight, that you're able to enjoy that. Um, Pastor Lucas has a song or two for us, and um, great, great song. So right there in your house, I want to encourage you to... Uh, uh, just pipe up your voice and really sing. Notice the words that we're singing at times like this. God's word ministers to us um, through song. And so tonight, I want to encourage you with that. Come praise and glorify is what we're going to sing. Let's sing. Come, Come praise and glorify our God. The Father of our Lord, in Christ He has in heavenly realms His blessings on us poor. For pure and blameless in His sight, He's destined us to be. And now we've been adopted through His Son eternally to the praise of your glory to the praise of your mercy and grace to the praise of your glory you are the God who saves come praise and glorify our God who gives his grace in Christ in him our sin are washed away, redeemed through sacrifice. In Him God has made known to us the mystery of His will, that Christ should be the head of all His purpose to fulfill. To the praise of Your glory, to the praise of Your mercy and grace, to the praise of your glory, 
God is our ancient of days. We've learned this song in this past year, and what a great song to remind us that God is in control. So let's sing. trust in his name 
For my God is the Ancient of Days. Though I may not see what the future brings, I will watch and wait for the Savior King. Then my joy complete, standing face to face in the presence of the ancient of days none above him none before him all of time in his hands for his throne it shall remain and ever stand all the power all the glory I will trust in his name, for my God is the ancient of days. For my God is the ancient of days. Amen. Pastor Jason, will you lead us in prayer? God, we do recognize that you are the Ancient of Days. And God, we do want to give you praise and glory for that. That we may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future, and we can rest in that. God, we thank you for your gracious gift of your Son, Jesus. And Lord, as we look to your Word, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would encourage us, that you would just remind us of your great grace that's greater than our sin. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, indeed, some of you just kind of maybe joined us, and we're glad that you're here. Um, We want to celebrate what God has been doing in the midst of some trials, in the midst of some difficulties. And so, uh, last Sunday, when we were together, um, we met out under our beautiful oak grove trees, beautiful place. Um, Once again, the only problem was the whole church wasn't there. Um, It was a group of people that were really seeking to uh, be representative of our church family gathering. And I know that many of you gathered online. And as we gathered online, we looked at this issue. The message was on right and wrong responses to any crisis, not just corona crisis, the coronavirus crisis, but right and wrong response to any crisis. Um, and we could go through all of those. It's probably not what we need to do. Hopefully you, you and your family have talked about that. But as a staff, we've looked at a few of these, and the one I would comment on, sure, I think the big issue right away is the issue of fear. Um, We see these things, you know, am I going to get sick? Am I going to die? Would a loved one of mine get sick and die? Um, That, okay, ultimate red light concern, but also the other issues of fear of how is this going to change our lives? Are we going to have enough food? Are we going to have enough um, money. Who in America would have thought that this would, these kinds of things would come to our minds? But indeed, it does in this. And um, I think one of the first responses that we need to do is to look to God in faith, not in fear. So that one was a big one for me. That was why it was number one um, on, the, on the responses here um, for me. Uh, what about you, Pastor Lucas? What do you, which one was for you? Well, I think... Uh 
number two, playing the blame game is an important one for us to consider because, I mean, even right now, we're trying to pinpoint, right, uh, who started all this? Where, where did it come from? Who is responsible for all this? And sure, sure, there is an element of human responsibility here that perhaps in the future you should look into and, and figure out why it happened and make sure that it doesn't happen again. But ultimately, uh, viruses happen because we live in a fallen world. And we have to recognize that and uh, we have to, to recognize that, that this, very, this very troubled time that we are living right now are what the Bible would say that creation is groaning. Yeah. to be made new, to be That's made right. anew again. So so it's a great opportunity for us to think and, and to pray, come Lord Jesus, and undo all these wrongs and make every wrong right. Yeah, yeah. amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pastor Jace? For me, I would say the, the fifth point there of riding the emotional roller coaster with the news constantly giving us updates about what's going on around the world, and specifically even in our own country and seeing the tickers of how many people are infected and how many people have died and seeing all that, just the shock, the anxiety, and it building off of the fear that you were talking about as well. Uh, just the emotions that are all tied to this and just worried and wondering what's next, what's going to happen. And the fifth point that you pointed out here in the right response of learning truth you don't know and remembering the truth you know. As far as learning the truth you don't know, making the most of your time, spending time not encapsulated by the TV and watching the TV all the time, but really spending time in God's Word and diving into God's Word and making the most of our time, learning about who God is and more about His character and and reading His Word. And then also just remembering the truth you do know. Um, God is in control. We need to be reminded of that. We need to constantly keep that ever before us. Also, that God has a plan, and that plan is being carried out. So we can rest in that and knowing that God is good and that all He does is good. We can find hope and peace and rest in this troubled time. And lastly, you pointed out that while you were talking about God uses the suffering and pain for His purposes of mercy and grace, that through this crisis, God is refining His people, but God is also calling, his, calling people and warning people to come to Him and trust yeah. in Him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we see people um, coming and having conversations that they would have never had as a result of this. Um, God works through the car wrecks, cancer, and the crisis, and the, the coronavirus. Just yesterday, um, I was privileged to be on the phone with somebody who's been coming to our church and um, God's been working ahead of the coronavirus before that was ever even known, but he prayed to receive Christ after a long conversation that we had about what truly is the gospel and how can my sin be forgiven? Um, could God really forgive all of my sin? That was his question. I mean, is it, can he really? Would he really? Um, and we look at the truth of the gospel and we find that it is... It is um, it is sufficient for all of our needs, not only forgiving our sin, but dealing with uh, the great crises that are around us. So, um, yeah, we, we need to remember these things. We need to resp- respond um, rightly to the gospel. And uh, I hope and pray that you'll, you'll take that message to heart and you'll be able to talk about it. When you find yourself responding wrong, that you'll 
turn back to responding right. You know, sometimes when we go through things, it's like a one-time, oh, I got that straightened out, and I really don't go back to that anymore. You really learn something, and it changes your life, and you just go on. There's other things that we learn, and then we forget, and we have to talk to ourselves and come back to that place where we need to be. I have a feeling that what uh, the road that's ahead of us is we may have to turn back a few times here because I do think things are going to heat up before they cool down. Um, we're going to be challenged to be fearful again. Uh, we're going to be challenged in some of these things at different points along the way. And I just think it's good that we remember the truth and that we remind ourselves of these right ways and these wrong ways to respond to the gospel. Um, that's what a church family does. That's what we should be hopefully doing. God has laid two passages of Scripture on my mind and on my heart for um, tonight. And the first one is, um, if, you, if you have your outline there, you can fill this in a little bit. But I'm challenging you with, first of all, we need to be reminded to hope in God. Um, not hope in our hand sanitizer, as though we ought to use hand sanitizer. Not hope in the medical establishment, though the medical establishment can help us. Um, not hope in the government. Um, we have to remember to hope in God. Habakkuk 3.17, these are the last verses of this tiny little book of prophecy in the Old Testament. And I, I want you to see how, how poignant this is for us, how timely this is for us. In Habakkuk 3.17, it says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit, I'm going to put it up on the screen here, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the oil fail, produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, and the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Look what he says in verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Now notice right there at the end of verse 18, it's not saying I will take joy in my salvation, uh, though that's, we can do that. Here he's saying, I'm going to take joy in God, the, the hope of my salvation, the joy of my salvation. I'm going I'm to take God, take, um, uh, rejoice in that, take joy in that. Look at verse 19. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's or like the doe that's up on a mountain cliff, really almost like a ram. We, we often think about different animals that, that hang around on steep mountain cliffs, and that's what this is talking about. Imagine, I mean, we look at that and you think, oh, I would never want to be in that precarious position. I could fall. But yet God has made these animals where they can go up and it's amazing how they can get into things that a human being really would, would never want to be in unless it was a seasoned rock climber. But notice this, God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet to be like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. So God knows all about the high dangerous places that we find ourselves. And he calls us to trust in him, to find our joy in him even in these difficult times. Um, when, I, when I think about this idea of finding joy in him and not just in his salvation, this reminds me 
what a personal God our God is. That he, you know, Indy doesn't want you to love her just because of the things that she does for you, just because she serves you and you serve her. She wants you to love her because of her. And that's a true relational love. It's not just what you do for me, but it's that you love me. And God is using very often difficulties to help us learn how to do that, to trust in him, to love him. Any thoughts on Habakkuk 3? I know this is just right at you, but any anything that you have on that? You know, I was actually thinking of a of a different passage earlier and uh, I was thinking of Ecclesiastes 3 and it's amazing how how similar the concepts are here. So Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8 says this for for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, a time to, sk- to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. And, uh, and I, I think we're just seeing the change of times right now. And, uh, and, and why are we surprised? We, un- we live under the sun. And it's beautiful how the, the preacher, the writer of the, the book of Ecclesiastes, ends by saying, look, here's the deal. At the end of the day, obey the Lord, fear the Lord, because that's what you're called to do. That is the whole duty of man. So I think the writer of of Ecclesiastes is just telling us, regardless of what the seasons may be, regardless of how the world is around you, obey the Lord, fear him, because that's what he has called you to do. Amen. Amen. And it's interesting that uh, today we're looking at Habakkuk 3 because Sunday, it's a verse that really stood out to me on Sunday because this is at the end of Habakkuk and Habakkuk is, has been praying to God and God revealed himself to Habakkuk. And Habakkuk's response was what we see here in Habakkuk 3. And again, his hope is not in all the difficulties and all the different things that are going on around. He sees a, a desperate situation, but he looks to God and it reminds me also of the uh, of the article that you gave us at the beginning of this whole thing where we're talking about Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat yeah. again looking to God not to his desperate situation but looking to the one who is in control of it all yeah yeah in that passage in Jehoshaphat he says Lord we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you and that's kind of what we see here the Lord wants our eyes to be on him the Lord wants us to take joy in him the God of our salvation. So, um, man, as we as we go from pillar to post on this, as we go from difficulty to difficulty um, in the days ahead, may we may we take joy in God, and that may be what part of this is all about. Um, in fact, and that kind of goes with the next one. Let's number two. Let's don't waste this pandemic. It's kind of like you know, okay, you've been given a pandemic. Don't waste it. You say, well, I don't. 
want the pandemic, uh, that I thought you can only waste something that is something you want or something that's good or something that's valuable. And I would say, well, the pandemic is valuable. Um, God and his providence has um, uh, put this before us. And as we respond to him in faith, um, we can glorify him. So we don't, we don't want to waste this pandemic and this trial. Um, look at Ephesians uh, chapter 5 and verse 15. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Verse 16 couldn't be more instructive to us. Uh, we suddenly have some time that's being spent in a weird way that we've not been used to, for ha- perhaps. Um, most people are not going into work like they were, and most families are not being st- spending their time like they were. Look what verse 17 says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, Paul is telling the Ephesians, you've got to be careful how you walk. You live in a fallen world. You're going to be tempted to sin. You're going to be tempted to go and to dishonor the Lord. And he's saying, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. So um, it's our heart as pastors in the life of the church for the church family to be careful how it walks. We want um, our own lives to really matter over these next coming weeks and maybe the next coming months as we go through this. And we want to be careful what we do. Um, This can be a time that brings many good things in our lives, despite it being so ominous and and difficult. But this could also be a thing that brings many poor things into our life if we allow it to. and as we, as we just think about that, I, we, we have a couple of questions as we, as we look at this. You know, should the church gather? Well, of course the church should gather. We just can't gather like we normally would. So how should the church gather? Well, we should gather any way we can and still encourage one another. That's why we're doing this. Um, that's why you've gathered your family in the living room or whatever it is to have a few moments together with the church family. This is a good thing to do. Um, many of the folks in our church have been reaching out into their community groups. Um, I know that we've had contact with our people in our church um, just in our community group every day. Um, somebody showed up at the house with something that we needed uh, a couple of nights ago. Didn't come in, didn't stay a long time. We, you know, we were just able to help each other um, in those ways. So um, should the church gather? Yeah, I mean, I know that sometimes it looks like this. Um, you know, churches around the world look like this all the time. Um, that may not be what we do um, or continue to do. Um, even in the days ahead, we may not be able to even do that, but we will find a way to meet um, online. We're not, at this point, going to try to recreate a worship service. Um, You know, we may wind up doing that to some degree before it's all over. But we feel like we want to do something that's friendly to your your living room. Um, We want to do something that comes around the Word of God and in singing and in prayer um, where you feel like you can enter in in a a pretty natural way. We want to leave it so that your family can discuss and so that your family can 
can value having been uh, presented the Word of God and having been challenged to think about some things as a church and also as a family. Check out some of these pictures. This was so great. Um, from last Sunday, folks gathered um, around their computer. Um, here's Ricardo. He lives alone. So it was him and the church family by video. Um, but And look at this little guy. Um, I, I can't even remember exactly who that is. Is that Matteo uh, Podesta? I, I think that that's correct. Um, and, I mean, just family after family gathering together, being together, Kelowna's uh, the, the coffins. It, it's been a great time, not only um, through the video live stream, but also the Zoom meetings. Uh, more and more uh, classes, growth groups, and that kind of thing are meeting. Some community groups are meeting through Zoom. If you don't know what that is, it's right now it's free online. You can set one up, um, and you can get together with friends and see one another um, and be able to talk with one another. So this is a, a really good thing for us to be able to do um, together, and we should do this in encouraging one another. Um, another thing that we can think about is what good can come out of all of this that we have in front of us? What good can come from coronavirus? Can anything good come out of this? You guys have some things that you would mention that good can come out of this? Well, right now, what I would say is one good thing that's really come out is our family time. We've spent a lot more time together as a family and really looking into God's Word together in family worship. So that has been a tremendous encouragement to us. It's, it's, the walls are creeping in, but we as a family are remaining tightly together, and we're not just reading the Word together and singing together and praying together. But we also are playing games together, board games and, and others. So it's it's been a really good time for us. Cool. Yeah. You know, um, yesterday, um, just neighbors were outside. Uh, several of our neighbors were outside um, in our neighborhood. And uh, Indy and I had wonderful interactions sharing the gospel with one family talking about the second coming of Jesus with our uh, secular Jewish neighbor. Wow. Um, and it, so these are just people are willing to talk about things that they are not normally willing to talk about. So interactions with our neighbors have been wonderful. We are trying to keep social distance, social distances and all, um, but, uh, but we are also very eager to interact with people as we can. And so these have been a great blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think many of us would say these two things right away. I mean, time with family, time with people, even neighbors that we haven't met before very much. I mean, Marcy and I uh, were sitting at the table uh, the other night. And, you know, I mean, we just, Marcy made a nice meal. And I don't know how long the food is going to last like that. But she made a nice, nice meal. And we sat there and, and really just enjoyed quiet time together without any rush and without any hurry. Um, she was in the living room, sitting in the living room after a little while. We live pretty close to Sheridan Street, not right on it, but pretty close. And I was kind of finishing up doing some of the dishes. And she said, listen, listen, do you hear that? And I'm going, what is she listening for? You know, we just had this little air purifier or something like that. And I'm thinking, she's talking about the air. And then she goes, no, listen. And I sat there and I listened. 
And the point was, we couldn't hear Sheridan Street. There was no noise. Um, and it's 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. Um, that is just usually not the case. I mean, these are interesting days of being quiet and savoring um, some, some really good things. So um, there's going to be time to read the Bible, uh, as Pastor Jason mentioned. Um, there's going to be time to do that alone, to be alone with the Lord. Um, I, uh, I got a text from one person uh, this last week, and he said, we are not going to waste coronavirus quarantine. We're not going to waste it. We have decided TV is going to be off, um, except for when we're gathered together as a family. We're not going to just have it going all the time. We're reading books. He said, it's my goal to read four books in the next two weeks. Um, he said, our kids are learning scripture. Our kids are playing fun games. Um, we're, we're not going to waste this time. Um, and I would say that that kind of goes with this next one that's been on my heart um, to challenge you with. Um, what bad can come from this in our lives? Um, I think there are some bad things that can come out of this if we are not faithful. Um, and there's going to be some difficult things that come out of it. They're not necessarily bad, but they're going to be difficult. I mean, some of us um, are likely to lose loved ones. Um, and that is going to be difficult, and that's going to be really, really hard. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about things that where we neglect doing the right thing and wind up um, uh, experiencing um, more of the world instead of more of God. Um, one of the things that's been on my heart is I want to love the Lord more. I don't want to love the world more. And one of the bad things that I think can come out of coronavirus is everybody's home, and if all you're doing is ingesting a lot of media, a lot of TV programs, a lot of you know, movies, and a lot of other things that aren't godly, you're just going to be taking on more and more and more of the world's values. It's going to inundate your mind and your heart. This world is, is not for. So for the things of God, and so if you continue to uh, imbib that, if you drink that in, um, that's, gonna, that's not going to have a, a good effect on your spirituality um, with God. And so we just want to encourage you to, to be aware that your kids and that you um, ought to be looking for really good things to put in your mind and heart um, and stay away from the bad things going in your mind and heart. Any other things on the bad stuff? Any, any thoughts on that? I think uh, what you're hitting on is something that I was thinking about as well, and that's being intentional with your time. Uh, I was in a chat the other well, yesterday where the discussion was, where the hours and the days gone? Where have they gone? It's just kind of disappeared. And if you're not intentional with your time and not making sure that you're reading God's Word and spending time intentionally with your family, uh, that time will just disappear and you'll, you'll forget the time that God has given you to be able to really get to know him and also connect with your family. Amen. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that we as pastors have been doing in the past few days is we're just trying to reach out to as many people as possible, especially the members of our church and uh, via phone calls. Um, so I think one of, one of the things that I, that I tell people when I'm on the phone with them is, um, this is an opportunity for you to connect and not disconnect. 
um, because we can feel like we can't gather or we can't interact with people, so we can't connect, so I'm going to withdraw. That could be a temptation. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm actually encouraging people to do the opposite, yeah, to pick good. up the phone and call people, Amen. to reach out to people, to get on Skype, to, 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 to check on folks. And, and just, I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again, and to be committed to be gathered when we are streaming, right? So Wednesday evenings and Sunday mornings, to be committed to be with the body virtually, right? And, and to also just really long for the time that we'll be able to be gathered together. We are going to be able to gather together again, Lord willing. And I'm really longing for that. Yeah, and, and we right. all ought to long for that. So I would say the pitfall, the danger would be to withdraw and disconnect. But we can respond to that by pursuing new ways and other and, 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 and renewed ways to really connect with one another. Yeah. I so agree. And I mean, just that whole issue of, okay, the good that comes out of this is, wow, we learn how to use Skype. We learn how to use Zoom. We learn how to really connect in some, some new ways. The bad thing is, okay, we get too used to virtual church, as so to speak, and start to think that this is a good substitute. This, this isn't a good substitute for, um, th th there is no substitute for being with God's people. And so we need to be aware of that. You know, with all, since the 1950s and 60s, uh, since TV came into our culture in a strong way, um, and then even religious broadcasting came in not long after that, we've, we've been in several decades now of some people just going to church on TV. And that, that has been very, very harmful to many people's walk with God, or it's been very deceptive in that regard. We don't, we don't want this to become our norm, is what I'm saying. Um, we're thankful for the opportunity, but we just long to be together again, and hopefully we will, we will realize, oh, there might come times when we can't be together, so we better be together all that we can um, as time goes on. So, and, and that's one aspect of it, realize, or, or thinking that it's a good substitute and saying, I want to continue and I want to carry on with this. The other aspect of it is realizing it's not a good substitute. Right. So I am not going to pursue what we have right now because it's not a good substitute. Right. So I would say that that is another danger that's as well. That's a danger, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, if I can't be there, then forget it. Well, no, this, we, we got to take what we can at this moment and... And that's, a, I think, a good a thing to realize. Um, we want to make sure that you see tonight um, that there, are, there is a resource page. And if you haven't seen that, there's some great things on there. Um, we're going to draw your attention to various resources for your children, uh, activities, um, fun things to do. But also, we're going to be posting key articles that may help your heart as you deal with this, key articles that help you even philosophically work out what is God doing here? How's this working? We're going to recommend some books that maybe you, you would want to get online. Um, I think that we've said before that everything that John Piper's ever written is available on PDFs and we'll direct you to some of those free PDFs. They're, they're free um, online. There's a lot of resources like that that are coming along. In fact, Focus on the Family um, just made 
all 30 years of Adventures in Odyssey free online. Um, so you can go online. You don't even have to put in a credit card. Um, anybody who wants to can get that. These are fantastic Christian programming uh, stories that are very, very engaging. My daughters was, were raised on this. I know that Alex and Justin Hoppert were raised on this. Um, great storytelling, all with biblical worldview. It has a biblical worldview on so many different issues, and you would be amazed at the number of topical or, or really topics in the culture that come up in their programming that they have written them for. So go to their website, um, uh, sign up online. You can, you can do that free. And there's a lot of other things that are free too right now. Um, Amazon put out all uh, uh, recordings and audiobooks are free right now, free of subscription. So um, want to be encouraging you to look and see. We're going to be adding to that resource page um, probably almost every day. Um, so you can go back and you can check that and see other things that are, that are made available. Um, any other things on, on those issues that you all think of? Just want to make sure that you have the, all the opportunity you want. So. Well, church family, we, um, we lo do look forward to talking to you. I hope that you're talking to each other. If you haven't gotten together with uh, anybody in your community group online, I want to encourage you to do that or to give them a call. I want to remind you there are some people that are not able to live stream anything, and yet they're members of our church. Um, maybe they're part of um, just really technically challenged. Maybe they don't have a laptop. I know that we have some people in our church that do not have internet um, and they don't have smartphones. And, but they're on the sheets that were sent to you um, in your community group. And I want to encourage you to reach out to them. I want to encourage you to stop by, knock on the door, back up from the door, and just say, hey, I'm here from Sheridan Hills. That's a great, you say, I've never met these people before. I don't know what to do. If you just announce yourself as saying, hey, I'm a fellow church member at Sheridan Hills, immediately they're going to be able to really hear your voice a little bit more. They're going to be able to open their heart to having you. Maybe you've never met them. want to encourage you to do that. Check on one another, love one another, go by and get to know one another. Um, not really recommending that everybody go in each other's homes. That can really defeat the purpose. I know that um, you know when I get home tonight, I walk in the door, I leave my shoes in the, in the garage, and I go take a shower. Uh, and it's because I don't want Marcy to get sick. Um, this illness would be a problem for Marcy because of her heart condition. And I know that many of you are taking extreme measures. Um, our family, if we're ever around other people like I'm around these guys right now, uh, we're washing our clothes. Um, we're taking showers, we're doing what we need to do um, to try to lower the chances. But you know, the Lord is in charge, and our times are in His hands, and we're going to trust Him. Um, if we get sick, we're going to trust Him, um, and our church family is going to do that. I don't think I have to tell you that um, the officials are concerned that um, over the next few weeks, the, the game is going to change, even here in Broward County, in Dade County. Um, I think that our efforts are probably making a very big difference in slowing down the transmission of the virus. Um, I believe that the more diligent we are with these hygiene of washing hands and taking showers, washing our clothes, and doing things like that, I think it'll, it'll make that much more difference. But 
um, even with all of that, there's going to be some challenging times ahead. Uh, we don't know what that's all going to look like, but we do um, know the Lord and we know each other. And as we hold on to the Lord and as we hold on to each other, we're going to be just fine. Um, so um, I want to encourage you to remember those things. Um, hold on to him. Uh, don't let the world dictate to you how to feel and what to think. Uh, let the word of God and let your brothers and sisters in Christ help hold you fast. Because the Lord is holding fast to his own. And uh, so we want to hold on to him. So. We love you. We uh, pray that God blesses you in many of these things. Tommy Chipman asked me to mention to you um, the giving online has been fantastic, very, very good. I want to commend the church for being faithful in that. Um, even Sunday afternoon after our, our uh, worship time, some people drove down and said, where can I give my offering? And they drove into the parking lot. And you, found, you, you ran into some folks saying, hey, I want to give, I want to give. Here's a cool thing. Our church mailbox, which is, don't put it in the wrong mailbox, make sure it's in front of the church office. The church mailbox in front of the office is a secure mailbox. Nobody can get into it. We are the only pe with, people with a key to it. Um, and it's being checked regularly. So if uh, you want to drop off an envelope to the church mailbox, you can do that. Uh, giving online may even be simpler and easier if you can do that. want to also remind you, Laura Carrera, our children's director, has posted some great resources, and they're doing some fun things online together. And so I want to encourage you to be looking out. Go to the resource page for children. Um, they're going to have some great things for you as well. Um, so God bless you, Sheridan Hills. Let's pray together um, before we go and just ask God to bless um, our time and our, our remembering his word. Lord, thank you for these moments together. Thank you for your word. I pray that you would use this in our hearts and our minds. I pray, Father, that you would cause uh, the hope of Habakkuk, of being reminded, Lord, to enjoy you, to find our joy in you, um, the God of our salvation. Lord, I pray that you would be helping us do that. And Lord, I do pray that Ephesians 5 would be rich and real to us, that we would be making the most of these days, not wasting them, not letting the time just go away worth nothing. But I pray that decades from now, if you've not returned by then, Lord, I pray that we would say, I remember coronavirus and I remember what God did in our hearts, what God did in our family, what God did in my life as a result of even this great trial. So Lord, I pray that that would be our testimony. I pray that we would be a people who keep our hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Sleep well.